Welcome back to On the Record. I'm Sheila Cast. We're continuing our interfaith theme with two stoop stories. In the first, Anna Goldseeker professes that all she wants for Hanukkah is Christmas. I did not grow up with fancy Hanukkahs, and I had major Christmas envy. When my little sister and I, Debbie, were growing up, uh, during Hanukkah time, we'd stand around our little menorah. We had a little black and green metal menorah, and we'd say the blessing, and we'd light the candles, and we'd sing Rock of Ages, and then we'd wait there, you know, like two little birdies with our beaks open, waiting for some big juicy present to come along, and we got socks. And that was okay because I was little and I didn't have much expectations and, you know, so that was fine. Until one year, I I was probably around five years old, and my mother took my sister and I to the Ricerstown Road Plaza, and this was when it was all open, do you remember? And um, you had to get really dressed up to go there, but my mother always thought we'd catch pneumonia, so we wore these snowsuits that were all one piece, and me and my sister, two fat little Jewish girls, you know, crunch, 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 crunch through the mall. And we were walking through the mall, and as I got to the center of the mall, I kid you not, they had this two-story Christmas tree. And I thought I had seen God. It was so unbelievable. It had Christmas lights and the tinsel, and it had little things hanging off of it, and these huge, enormous Christmas balls that were just out of reach for the Jewish kids. And they had all these Christmas presents. And I'm like, oh my God, what is that? And my mother's like, that's a Christmas tree. And I'm like, I want, I want, I want that. And she's like, well, no, that's for the Christian children. And, you know, then off to the side, I see this huge long line of really beautifully dressed kids and all green and red and, you know, little ponytails with the really pretty little bows and they're all neat and we're like, and I'm like, you know, let's go stand in line. And my mother's like, no, 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 you know, they're standing in line for Santa. And I'm like, who's Santa? And she's like, well, that's the guy, he's big and fat and has a red suit and he gives the little Christian children presents. Let's go Santa Lord, I want Santa Lord. She's like, no, 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 that's how they convert the Jewish kids. No, we don't do that. I'm like, I want that, I want that. And so, you know, she's pulling us away and pulling us away. Me and my sister were like, crunch, crunch, crunch. And I'm like, you know, holding off. And all of a sudden this dancing elf comes in and he's like in my face and he's like, do you want to stand in line for Santa? And I'm like, yes, yes. Like, yes. My mother's pulling us away. And oh my God, it was horrible. And when we got home, my mother sat us down. I could tell that my mother and my father had this huge talk, you know, and they sat down and they gave us the talk, you know, that we're Jewish and we don't believe in Santa Claus and we don't do Christmas trees. And it was, it was horrible, horrible. <laughs> so, so a few years pass and, you know, I'm like kind of, you know, dreading it, you know, and um, I'm eight years old at this point and I have my first non-Jewish friend and her name was Holly Hutt. And around Christmas time, I go to her house for um, <laughs> a play date and her house was done. It, w- it was done. The whole neighborhood was done, but her house was done. And a- as I was walking up, I see, you know, the-, the flamingos have the little, you know, Santa hat with a little ball on it. And they have the tent with the little baby and the lambs and the people. And it's all cool. And I'm like walking down and it's so amazing. And, and I-, I go into the living room and, um, 
And there, like on the other side of the living room, they have a tree. And I can tell I'm going to get really close to the tree. And I remember like standing there, like trembling with excitement that I was going to stand so close to the tree. And my girlfriend's looking at me all strange. And she's like, do you, do you want to walk up to the tree? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I, I walk up and, you know, I get to place my hands on the balls. And oh my God. And, you know, they didn't have that normal like garlandy thing. They had like little, those, those strings of tinsel, you know, the metallic strings. I'm touching, and I, I couldn't get over it and there's prints presents on the floor and then her mother comes up and she's like in a Christmas sweater you know with like reindeer on it it's like this is heaven this is heaven and and she gives me a candy cane and it's not one of those like little candy canes that are in a hook it's like the big thick mother you know like this and and she's like you know do you want and I'm like yeah 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 so the whole time you know during our whole play date I'm like sucking this thing and oh my god it was so good and I make it into a point then I bite it off with my teeth and I make it into a point again like the whole time like hours oh horrible and then my mother comes (laughs) it was a little phallic too I'm sorry so (laughs) so just realize that. So when my mother comes to pick me up, I, I wrap my forbidden fruit up in the leftover cellophane. You know, it's all sticky and disgusting. And I stick it in my knapsack. And I, I, I don't say a word, you know, until it gets time for dinner. And I can't eat. And I have to admit and show like this enormous gash on the roof of my mouth to my mother and that I can't eat. And she gave, she told me this um, amazing story. And so she sits me down and she told me that when she was little, she too wanted a Christmas tree. And that she had this amazingly uh, beautiful and loving grandmother that gave her one when she was very little. I didn't know that. And what she did was, she was very smart. She knew that if she gave my mother a tree and everybody saw that my mother's parents would be very offended and, and, and would take the tree. So what she did was she gave my mother a compactable tree, a tree that folded up and in a box. And what she says is, you, you can keep the tree, but just hide it. Don't tell anybody about it. It was very smart. And my mother did. And there went her you know, her, her need for that. And for some reason, and I don't know why, still trying to figure it out, but her telling me that story eased things for me too and like took the air out of wanting anything like that. And I got it, almost like I identified with my mom, right? You know, she wanted a tree and, you know, she was conflicted and she got the tree and almost because she got the tree, I felt better and almost like I had the tree in my heart. And from that day, I started looking at Hanukkah a little bit differently and starting discovering Hanukkah and reading more about the books and the miracles and all the incredible things that we have for us and all the beautiful all the beautiful things that that Hanukkah brings. So, (laughs) now I'm older, and I have a six-year-old of my own. (laughs) And I'm conflicted because I see that she wants the tree too, you know, I see. So I want her to celebrate the majesty of Hanukkah and understand what it is and the depths of it and also have this respect for Christmas, but I see her wanting the tree and (laughs) and I get it. So I have to do things for her to make it all so special, you know, to make Hanukkah more special for her. So one of the things that I've done was I bought her the most unga pachkeen menorah I could find, you know? And I got her big, you know, crazy candles. And I buy her things that are all pink and sparkly and have no redeeming quality 
ever at all. You know, there could be no crossover. There can be nothing practical about the present. And if she leaves it, you know, 15 minutes, you know, I know I've done my job and I make sure I give her the chocolate <clears throat> little coins instead of those horrible little jelly candies. I don't know if you guys know, but for Hanukkah, we have these horrible, horrible jelly candies and they're all in the shape of fruit and they're all different colors, but they all taste the same and you could gum them for hours and they have no flavor and they're just horrific, but they're candy. So you're kind of, you know, you're like, oh, candy, but, mm, you know, so I make sure that I give her those little chocolate things. So, you know, I make, you know, Hanukkah a little bit fun and, you know, I make her latkes. My mother used to make me latkes until she turned macrobiotic and then she did this like brown rice fried thing. It was absolutely horrific. So I can't do that, you know. So I make her latkes and we make these Hanukkahs things. And then another amazing thing that happened was that I, I got engaged last year. Somebody took us on, which was kind of crazy. And he's great and he's wonderful, but he's half Jewish. So the other half is Christian. He says that he's nothing, but, and he's also a doctor. So that's another thing. My family's very conflicted. He's a doctor, but he's Christian, you know, but he's a doctor, but he's Christian. And they have this, like, this whole thing, you know, but they love him because he's great. But the wonderful thing about being with him is that his family celebrates Christmas and they do it up. I'm talking presents. You know, you have the, the, the paper, you know, up to your knees. And I see my daughter get to experience Christmas. And I've actually seen her, you know, being mesmerized and all shaky-wakey around the, the tree, you know. And the first time she didn't get it, that you couldn't take the ornaments off. And she was rearranging them. And it was really cute for a while until she broke a ball. And then was like, oh, crazy. Oh, a little Jewish kid. And it was horrible. So, you know, because we don't know, you know. Oh, God. Okay, so I'm done. So um, I just want to, you know, what's nice is that I've been able to give her this beautiful holiday and the Jewish holiday and she doesn't have to spend her life with a little Christmas thing in a box. Thank you. Thanks. That was a Stoop story from Anna Goldseeker about the beauty of embracing traditions from multiple faiths. Now another story from Erica Rimlinger about a wedding her relatives will never forget. This is a story about an interfaith wedding. Um, all of my stories are interfaith because I was raised as a mutt um, my mother was Jewish, and my father was, I don't think he remembers, I think he was a Presbyterian. Um, in any case, I was raised in a culture where all family members were pretty much guaranteed to not have their needs or expectations met for any holiday. So we had all gotten used to disappointment, you know, and I had been raised with very strange customs like the Hanukkah chicken, for example. Um, so, yeah, I'm marrying a Catholic, and his grandmothers are extremely Catholic, and they're very upset that we're getting married in a Unitarian Universalist church. And so, you know, it was this big deal before the wedding, can't you change the location? And Kevin said, you know, we're going to incorporate all these different cultures into the wedding. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. We go to the um, venue the day before the wedding for the rehearsal, and the sanctuary of the church is also an art gallery. And that month's um, show of paintings featured paintings of demons. I kid you not. And yeah, not just demons, but demons as imagined by a painter on acid. So we look around the gallery, we're like, 
oh no. Um, the the um, church tells us that we have to pay $100 an hour for an art handler to take the paintings down. There's a long discussion about whether or not we can afford, I mean, we ha- you know, this is a wedding, it's expensive, and we're feeling extremely broke, and we decide we're just going to do it. We're going to do it. And so <laughs> we, I walk down the aisle in the house of demons, and... You know, there are Kevin's grandmothers sitting in the front row, like. We get through the ceremony, and yeah, so um, after the wedding, we're in the receiving line, and his grandmother whispers in my ear, you aren't really married. And Kevin says, whispers in his grandmother's ear, but we are. So if anybody ever wants to see my wedding pictures, um, they're fabulous. <laughs> um, the background is just something out of this world. <laughs> that was a Stoop story from Erica Rimlinger about why love always wins. We have more information about the Stoop storytelling series at the On the Record page at WYPR.org. I'm Sheila Cast. Glad you're with us on the record. Hanukkah starts Sunday evening. To those observing, may your holiday be filled with light.